0: everyone. Welcome to Lumen Fide, your podcast to help you discover new ideas and perspectives about the life of a Catholic. I am Melina and I have with me today... Mark. Uh, we, we have today, a, we're hoping, sorry, we're hoping to share with you different discussions of topics relating a, about our faith that are challenges for us as Catholics to understand. How might we be able to live a better life with Catholic fundamentals? We are hoping also to share a positive side of Catholicism and hoping that whoever is listening, you can learn that as Catholics, we also have different perspectives on how to live a Christian life within this contemporary wor- world and how much we continue to learn every day to live a better life as a Catholic. Thank you again to the Creation Nation makerspace of BNRC Brandon Neighborhood Renewal Corporation for allowing us to use its podcast studio. Please remember to visit us as, at luminfide.com for further resources, subscribe to our podcast, and send us your questions to patreon at luminfide.com, as we love hearing new ideas or perspectives on what we have discussed. And for today's episode, we are actually having a, a continuation of a previous podcast that we had. It is about a form lecture series done by Brian Petrie or Petre I don't know how you say it <laughs> and and we are continuing with a uh, then with Mary yes. lecture Mary series it was the month of May and we thought that we continue actually reviewing some of the episodes form is a subscription based the uh, online streaming services that you can purchase from the Augustine Institute in in USA. So I would highly encourage you if you have that extra cash this summer, maybe this is something that you could do throughout the summer holidays, have a couple of shows with your family, etc. So this lecture series we are reviewing the episode three and four after last time we review episode one and two. So we are talking about Mary and why we actually uh, venerate Mary, uh, Mother of the Messiah. That's the third chapter, and the second and the fourth chapter is the Queen Mother. So let's uh, start with Mother of the Messiah. So I've, I, as I previously mentioned before, this is one of my favorite lecture series. Um, I went to a Catholic school with a Marian background, right? So it was very inculcated into us. Our um, you know, our veneration from Mary and why we venerated. So when I was going over the form, different episodes, it kind of put a lot of things into context and um, things that I already believe but why I believe them. Yes. So as the mother of the Messiah, you know, there's so um, many, many criticisms uh, with other religions, aside from Catholic, you know, Protestants, and that's fine, that they don't believe Mary is holy or we shouldn't see her as a Mother of the Messiah, maybe that we shouldn't venerate it. Yeah, she's
1: a minor character. Exactly.
0: So, but some of the things that Brian Petrie really does well is actually uh, going over Jewish tradition and early Christian tradition to help us understand why we venerate Mary today. So, as a Mother of the Messiah, uh, why she was speak, uh, He goes over some of the prophecies of the Old Testament, and then he corroborates them with the New Testament writings. I love that. I love that. And there's that phrase that says, you know, the Old Testament is hidden. uh, No, the New Testament is hidden hidden in the Old Testament, Testament, and you can find the Old Testament in the New Testament as well. So there's those connections, and I think it's called typology, those relations that we see between each other. So some of the the things that actually Brian Petrie, I found that they were you know maybe for us as Catholics, when people are coming to you, and they say, "Oh, I don't believe in Mary," you know, Mary yeah. had kids and they had other yeah, she had brothers yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. I, do you think that I I always got these ones from people? When I was younger and it pissed me off so much and I didn't know how to defend it right Now I wish okay, I know how to defend these ones but uh, some of them they're like for example, oh yeah, Mary and Joseph, oh, don't you think they were p- husband and wife you yeah. know don't you think they they did the thing right yeah. Yeah. And we as we learned in the episode one and two, we understood the Jewish traditions about marriages then yes right So that helped us understand yes, it is possible. And it's about faith for us to believe it or not, but it is based on tradition and culture that it is possible that a couple consecrated themselves to God without having those sexual relations, yep. right? So some of the prophecies that uh, that I really enjoy that Brian Petrie mentioned um, is talking about Micah and uh, Isaiah. Asa- <laughs> Sorry, Isaiah. Asa-A. Right? So. In both books, actually, of the Old Testament, it goes through prophecies about Mary and the future and yes. the Messiah, right? So we understand that in Micah, for example, he he mentions about the future King that is coming from Bethlehem, yep. the new David, right? Uh, from the city of David, his origin was you know from ancient days, etc. Um, he is basically the future. or he was foreseeing the future king yeah. of the of them as a descendant of David, right? And coming from David City, yes. that is Bethlehem, right?
1: Yeah. So not only is the bloodline but also the geography.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So I and I think it's more that bloodline, right? Yeah. Based on these and, and it's is in some ways Bethlehem in that time, it was a very, very small
1: little yes. town.
0: Yeah. You know? And but David was like, you know, he was born there and he was from there. And Jesus was born there that he might not all live there, but he was born in Bethlehem. So he meant he, Micah mentions the mother of the Messiah, yes, as well as Isaiah, right? Micah is reflecting on some ways what Isaiah said a hundred years before, yes. or a couple it, of hundred
1: it's, years. It's a, it's a confirmation of the of the. Oh prophecies through it, yeah.
0: Exactly. And and then if we remember Isaiah, that he talks about Emmanuel. Yes. And Ma- Emmanuel meaning God with us. Yes. Right? Uh, so reading the Old Testament and understanding also the Old Testament and the context of the Old Testament, because for us it's easy to judge the Old Testament because we don't understand how people live then. Again, yes, we talk about it in o- another podcast, yes. right? And as we
1: talked before, is that we can't, we can't use the the goggles of today to judge times past. Is we have to look at it in context, just like we have to look at current events in the entirety, not just in individual instances. It's the whole context of the culture at the time, in the same way with back then. And this is something I found, I think, of the whole series so far is that. Um, it's easy to be black and white. Oh, Mary is this, Mary is that, but Mary is the culmination of a whole history, and not just of of Christianity, but also of Judeo-Christian, well, the J- Jewish problem, Jewish position, but also the Roman culture at the time. Like it's all together. There's you have to understand the whole thing to get the most out of the out of the out of the whole story.
0: Absolutely. You know, it's, it's something that I always tell the students. Um, you read a piece of information. I don't care what you read it, right? But you need to corroborate that. Yep. You know, there are two different types of resources. Media. I say, you know, they always go, oh, is internet okay? Yeah, but internet is one. You need to find two different media. So, yeah. oh, oh, and they're like, whoa, what? There is a
1: different media? Oh, the books,
0: internet? books, I said. <laughs> Do you ever think a book is a different media? Yeah. Oh, okay. Articles about, you know, yeah. university professors that they talk about this. Oh, that's a different media, right? Podcast now. Yeah. It's a different media, right? Yeah. So there's those things that they're so available for us, but we are getting so lazy to go and read yes. other points of view. And that's how tribal Ideas come into place, right? Tribalism. It's easier
1: to reinforce your perspective than to look for things to contradict it. I know, right? And it's
0: difficult. I get it. So uh, reading in the Old Testament, we understand the ancient Jewish tradition, and we need to understand the ancient Jewish tradition to help us understand why things happen with Mary. Because right now we make a lot of assumptions about Mary without understanding where it's really coming from. Yes. Right, so Brian Petrie, as he goes through the Old Testament, one of the things that he brings is the New Testament corroboration of these prophecies. Yes. So one of the first books of the New Testament is Matthew, and Matthew it starts with the 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 first chapter of Matthew yeah. with the lineage or the family tree yes. of Jesus. Right. Yeah. Exactly where it was coming. So you you see very very characters that you find Learn from the Old Testament, like Rob, the prostitute, right yep. that that was born, uh, gave birth to Salmon, that yes. then later on was Boaz, right, yep. if I remember properly, or uh, Betshiva, A- and
1: all of these people are flawed people. Yes, none of them are. Well, m- some of them may be saints, but, but none of them are, are really sterling examples, mm-hmm. is they all have their flaws, yes. and still the lineage of David came down to Jesus without flaws.
0: And even David, David was an amazing individual, but he grew up. Yeah, he grew up right yeah. too. So we all are broken. So one of the things that Matthew is very, very good on, Matthew one, uh, if you check, if you have your Bible, verses eighteen to twenty-two. So he talks about uh, the Virgin Mother of Emmanuel. Yes, he makes actually a relation to that is Isaiah prophecy. But you have to be very good on reading this. That's what Brian Petrie mentions, right? Um, You need to really think about, for example, I have here that little piece. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child of the Holy Spirit. Very specific, the language. Just look at this. And her husband Joseph, being a just man, and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to send her away quietly. But as he considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceiving her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, bear a son, and you shall... Call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Yes. Very specific language for sure, because he is actually saying there a virgin of the Holy Spirit, yeah. right? And yes, Jesus was a different word than Emmanuel for sure, yeah. right? Um, and. But you start understanding a little bit also Joseph. And we had a great, great episode on Joseph. So yes. if you want to learn more, I, I, please do, because Joseph is one of those hidden characters in our Catholicism. Yeah. that We don't really pay too much attention to him, I think. Um, no,
1: no, that's, that's an interesting—well, we can get into no, that No, go ahead, go ahead. It's, it's interesting because, um, yes, Jesus is, is preeminent. Mary of course is vital but Joseph in the background is doing what traditionally men have done all along is they've just done the work Mm -hmm. and they don't expect accolades they don't expect you know uh, parades or anything they just keep doing the work and that was how Joseph showed his faith and he took some tremendous risks I mean he he was a carpenter which means he would have relied on local trade well he pulled up stakes moved at at the behest of the Holy Spirit, moved his family again to protect them, and so he, completely based on his faith, he followed those directions. And he's not—he like, doesn't say a word in the whole Bible.
0: I know, right? And one of the things that I like, it says very specific language. So, first of all, his name is Joseph, and I think we reviewed this in the previous episode. But they said little, like a eh, check checkpoint. There was a dream. And we have an Old Testament figure called Joseph yes. with dreams yes. that God spoke to him. And that Joseph from the Old Testament is the 12th, uh, son of uh, Jacob, Israel, right? Uh, actually came to be the protector of the food that fed the Egyptians and their yes. families. Yes. So that was the food. And yeah. Joseph became the protector of our own...
1: Our food. Food. Yes. Right? Yes. So
0: what a beautiful, like, you know, people think about it. They think these, oh, Joseph, or those are lies, or, you know, but uh, do you think somebody's that Machiavelli, like, from the Old Testament, a thousand years? Oh, yeah, I'm going to think about that. Yeah, Yeah. no, come on.
1: I I wonder, (laughs) Joseph of Arimathea. Oh, yes. Collecting Jesus' body and putting him in the tomb. Yeah. Uh, Joseph again.
0: I know, right? Uh, I, yeah. I, I don't know if
1: that's can like if that's, but that's I've always wondered about that. Like, there's there's a the continuity that Joseph is still looking after Jesus.
0: Yes, absolutely. So one of the things about Joseph and for you to understand, uh, m- the mother of the Messiah. So Joseph accepts Mary, right? Yes. And back in the day, like they were already married based on Jewish tradition, betroth it was marriage, yes. but they were not consuming the marriage yet. Yeah. So what happened in ancient Jewish tradition, I found this super interesting, is that first of all, it's kind of like that legal marriage. But back then, you still go and live in your house, and the guy lives, actually the guy, the guy's job is to go and start a house for the wife, making making it nice so that after six months or a year, he can bring over the wife to the yes. new house. They will have a seven day celebration for the real wedding party yeah and after the seven day, he will pick her up and bring her to the house, and that's when they consummate the right. first marriage. so we understand mm. there that Joseph was had empathy for Mary He was gonna give her a divorce, but the angels say, "Hey, hold on one second, you know it you can you you don't be afraid yeah. Right, so that virginal conception of the Holy Spirit is a mystery, yes, that we is God, we cannot comprehend. But one of the things that God did is yes, He is divine, but He became human for us, so He has the limitations of a human being. In, but he is divine. See, and when I was younger, I always made
1: the mistake that God did that so that he would understand what being a human is like. And I think it is in well, some I ways. I think it's the other way around. Okay. I think it's so that we can relate to a God That's true, I that think is infinite.
0: Maybe it's both of them, right? Yeah. Maybe I mean, God has yes. an understanding.
1: Yes. But he put it in the context, okay, so you can see me living with you, eating with you, talking with you, crying with you, laughing with you. That's something that how do we understand? I mean, we can't understand. Yeah. So, I mean, Mary had the, the the faith to say, your will be done. And that allowed us to say, okay, now we can see, we can relate to God in a way that all the other incantations of people or permutations of gods that people had were these ephemeral, you know, things that you couldn't see or mm-hmm. they were things that they made. Mm-hmm. And those aren't gods. But this is where God saying, okay, people need... Something tactile. You need to be able to hug God. You need to be able to shake his hand or whatever. So here's Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's not because he doesn't understand how we feel about God. It's we don't understand how God feels about us.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, um, another thing that actually made me think, maybe this is nothing, something that he didn't cover, but another reaffirmation of Mary as the mother of the Messiah is coming in the Apostles' Creed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, and if we think about the Apostles' Creed and the history, the first one was done by the Apostles. Yes. The first one, the short one, right? Yes. And then it was modified later on in the year 19 nice thre- Creed. Yeah, nice Creed, a yeah. little bit longer. Yeah. But they both have that connotation and giving respect to Mary.
1: Interesting. That, right? Interesting so the
0: Christians had, the early Christians yes. had the respect for Mary.
1: Well, and I think that's something we've lost. And I think yes. we, you know, people talk about. Well, I think about when when they talk about Joseph being a faithful man, that would have meant he had read those the Torah. Yes. And he would have, because he was a literate individual, he would have understood all of those uh, uh, prophecies, so that when the angel came to him, it would have been just oh, well, it's out of the blue. No. He's going oh. Okay, in the context of what I know as an adult Jew... I think I'm part of the story. This is part of the st- Exactly, I'm, I'm part p- of the oh story. My
0: gosh, imagine that. Like, oh. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I found that very interesting, that connection that I made later on. And obviously, there's a lot of reference in the Catholic... Um, in the catechism that. of the Catholic Church, right? Um, there is this great podcast out there, if you want to listen. is about catechism... Uh, yes. or in a year, yeah. and I have learned a lot because it gives me more information about these topics that we're talking about, right? Yep.
1: That context.
0: Yeah. So one of the things is uh, that through the different uh, par- paragraphs of the c- uh, of the Catechism, you know, and you read further that Matthew first entry, the one that yeah, I after I just the read, after the lineage, right? Yeah. You see there that the same Matthew. Is referring to the Isaiah yes. chapter. Yes. He's the bearer, God bearer, yes. right? The, the so Mary, yes. Mary is the God bearer. that an ancient Christians call Mary Theotokos? Yes. Theotokos meaning God bearer. God. And if you go into the Greek a copy of Matthew, the original, not the English, you see those two words yes. there. It's yes. amazing that even... It's so hidden, right? You really yeah. need to understand further where are these relations and how natural is it was for early Christians to know this. But we don't learn about this.
1: Which is funny because we're in the information age. I know, right? But we have data. We don't have information. And we, we need to sit and read our history. Yeah. Especially as Catholics. I mean, we... We, we whinge and moan about why the Catholic Church is not growing in numbers as well as it could be. It's because we don't learn about we don't our own learn. faith. Yeah, exactly. And, and you can't teach what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So, like we talked earlier in our, our previous podcast about the spear, that, okay, that that's a fictionalization of a real thing, but that makes it more real for you. If you read the Bible, okay, you can read the Bible, but that's, that's like reading a textbook without having a teacher to help you yeah. walk through the, the exercises. You need to do the exercises. And that's where I think uh, uh, Dr. Petrie is, is. He gives you the context. He's a good teacher. Oh, amazing. But you still need to do the exercises. Yes. You need to say, okay, well, what does this mean to my life? And I mean, you hear people say it all the time, but I w- in doing this, I started saying my rosary more often. And I c- it's, it's. There's something that change or has been changing in me as I do that. And I don't want to make it sound superstitious because I don't think it is, but there's something you're opening up lines of communication with our mother. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much that she doesn't want to talk to you or God doesn't want to talk to you. is that you don't want to talk to God.
0: Mm-hmm. So you've
1: got to change your perspective and say, okay, well, I'm able to talk to God. That's why we have the panoply of, of saints that we have. That's why we have the scriptures we have, is to know God, to serve God, and to love God. That sounds familiar. Mm. Where do we hear that
0: before? <laughs> I know, right? So one of the things about uh, why it's important to understand properly the meaning of mother of the Messiah because it's our, I believe, and Brian Petrie says it very well, you know, this is an article of our faith. Yes. Uh, and we, we as Catholics, we need to protect the truth of yes. Jesus' incarnation. Yes. And I, th- I I think that that's like sums it up for that little, uh, why we need to understand Je- Jesus, the mother of the Messiah. Yes. So now moving on to our... Uh, the Queen Mother. Oh, I like this a lot. I learned so much about ancient Jewish tradition and yes. Christian tradition. I, I really enjoy it. Um actually the the today is the day of the visit I went to church before our podcast and to mass. And is the reading of Mary visiting Elizabeth. Ah, yes. You know and, and I think this is very good to to start this this ep- this Episode number four of lecture series. Because, as the Queen Mother, this paragraph of these words that Elizabeth mentions yes. in Luke. Right, if Luke look one, 30, 32, if I'm okay, right. Uh, I, I didn't finish reading Matthew, but that's okay. It's just to give you guys a yep. little bit of a, maybe curiosity for you to pick up your Bible that is collecting dust in the corner.
1: <laughs> mine's, not mine's right here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't bring it today, but that's okay. So this is Luke, and this is uh, in the context of uh, Mary visiting her cousin, right, Elizabeth. Elizabeth being an older woman, Older than Mary. Understanding Mary was what 14 years old, I think? It's hard something to say, like that. Yeah. It's hard to say something like that, right? Yeah. So it says, um, oh, maybe I didn't have it uh, some of the God. okay, hold on a second. I do have it here and I think I just grabbed the wrong one. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. So and behold, so this is uh, from Luke 13132. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. He will be great and will become the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him will give to him the throne of his father David. So these are the words that the angel Gabriel told Mary when she appeared to yes. him. He appeared to her. And in those specific words, understanding, this is very interesting. I don't know about, about this. I like history and these little things. So one of the things about Luke, Luke, he was Paul's apostle, okay? Yes. And Paul, um, he used to, he never met Jesus in person, right? He prosecuted the early Christians, Peter and uh, them, and then he converted in the road to Damascus. Yes. Right and we know paul is one of the our church leaders fathers yep. because he really went everywhere so one of his apostles was luke luke is a doctor from greeks greece yes. so he's a greek he's a very educated rich man that left everything to follow paul yes and luke so there's not a lot of stories of mary in the new testament there's just a few and luke is the one that says the most yes
1: and it's like he listened to Mary the most and wrote well, down.
0: Well, apparently, you know, you know, Mary, there's these phrases in the test in the looks. I said, but Mary kept these things in, in her close heart. To her so heart. she was not sharing too much because she didn't know what was happening, too, right? Yeah. And Luke, actually, when when Jesus gives Mary his mother to John, his yeah. favorite disciple, yeah. Apostle right here is your mother here is your son and then John takes it to, yes. h- to live in her house they leave Jerusalem because they're being persecuted yep. and they go to Antioch in that is a part of Turkey yes and that's I forgot the name of the city It might not be that one is somewhere else a little bit more, yeah. yeah so and they were, in some ways, hiding there. So John stays with her until she ascends to heaven, right? Or, um, and one of the things that happened is that Luke went to visit Mary. And that's when she, he started interviewing her in a lot of things, yes. when he was writing his uh, gospel. So that's the reason why Luke has more about Mary, because she, wa- she was at the end of her life. Yep. And she wanted to share now these things yep. to him. And one of the things they say, there's a Black Mary that was, uh, uh, that is currently, I believe, in Hungary. Black Madonna. The Black Madonna that they give, because Luke also was an artist, they believe that Luke painted that Mary. Oh, cool. Right, I that. know. I didn't know that. And I thought that maybe some of you may be interested. I know maybe it's a little bit different. Oh, we got a little weird noise <laughs> going on. <laughs> I pressed the button here. Uh, but anyways, side point. I just thought this is so many little bits of information that how Luke, he has more about Mary for this specific thing. Yes. He went out of his way to pass some time with Mary and get to understand more about what happened you know how jesus came to be incarnated etc right so anyways going back to here so gabriel tells uh, you will bear a son called jesus right and in that first one you can see very well the the language that he used he uh, and will be called the son of the most high yes there's a connotation there for kingdom right and the Uh lord god will give his throne to his father from his father David David, another king so what is he doing there he's elevating Mary from a lower king exactly she's got to
1: be the queen mother
0: and now why is the queen mother and it's very important to understand I think Brian Petrie says it very well and he goes to the Old Testament again to understand ancient Jewish tradition so when David was the king well, he didn't have a mother, so, you know, he had lots of wives, you yeah. know, whatever. But one of the wives, and we know this story, Bathsheba, <laughs> she is the mother of Solomon that became the king. Yes. So when Solomon goes, becomes the king, there is, in Kings, for example, there's a passage there that Bathsheba goes and visits Solomon, and Solomon stands up yes. and re- reverses his yes. mother. So she sits at the right hand of Solomon.
1: Yeah.
0: And if you think about it, is the two thrones equally? Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that Mary is the same as God. No. No, No, but it's a tradition of ancient Jewish that as a king, your wife is not the queen. It's your mother the queen that has the same you know
1: word. And if you think of it from a from a practical application, mm-hmm. is the woman the same age as you? That's your wife. Will have the same level of experience you have. Yeah. But your mother is
0: quite has, a, has more
1: uh, more experience. <coughs> pardon me, and hopefully more wisdom. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's only we hope. <laughs> You've yeah,
1: seen a larger time span, mm-hmm. and so the, just the utility of that. But it also means that. You revere that wisdom.
0: Yes. Making so your
1: kingdom stronger.
0: For example, the wife, will rever- Shiva, as a wife, rev- um, she actually uh, honors the king, David. Yes. But when she becomes the queen mother, Solomon pays respect to her. Yes. So yes. you can see there that there's a special, a special place for the mother of the king. Yeah. She has a very, very unique place. So this is also telling you a clue that we're not worshiping Mary. No. Because what did people do then in ancient Greek, uh, Jewish tradition? If they wanted to get something done <laughs> or like to intercede for them, yeah. they went to the Queen Mother. Yeah. And the Queen Mother talked on your behalf. Yes. So that's the role of our Queen Mother Mary to well, intercede for us. To
1: intercede for us, but also I think to some degree to act as a filter for us to not say waste God's time, but to, to think about our requests in such a fashion. Like if you, were to, if, you, if you were to go to your grandmother and say, okay, grandmother, I want you to talk to my mom and say, uh, explore my dad and say I want to do this, but I'm not quite sure how to do it. Well, your grandmother would say, okay, well, you know, that's kind of like, think about it this way or do mm-hmm. something different or change your perspective. Pardon me. It's there's the back and forth, Mm -hmm. and then she could go. Okay, now now that I know what you really want, now I'll I'll go talk to your dad. And I think Mary's the same way. Is that that wisdom that she was granted? Is she's gonna? You have the opportunity to take advantage of that. Say, okay, I need help, Mm -hmm. Mother Mary, please help me. And there's there's a give and take, Mm
0: -hmm. and then she
1: can go to Jesus and say, okay, look, this guy needs help. Or you know, however, I'm not sure how the mechanics would work, of course. But the the thing is that she's not above Jesus; she is his mother, mm-hmm. and just like our mothers, hopefully would intercede with us on behalf of my kids. Well, my m- her, their mother wouldn't, but <laughs> <laughs> in, in healthy families, they would.
0: Now, uh, as we learn from important women in the past, right? We understand that there's a special place in the kingdom for the queen mother. Yes. Right. And uh, and we see that in different ones. You know, we can go through <coughs> Psalms, Jeremiah, et cetera, that can corroborate that. I'm not going to get into, into that right now. Yeah,
1: Dr. Petrie does a good job of uh,
0: that. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, go for it and, and watch this episode, right? Um, now, she is our royal intercessor, right, to the kingdom of God, yeah. right? Yeah. And one of the things about it, too, as a queen, she has the same dominion yes. as Jesus.
1: Yes. Right? Yeah.
0: So she is the queen of the universe. Yes. Why? Because God created the universe, right? And Jesus was there since the beginning. Yes. As the spirit as well. Yeah. Right? So that's something that, for me, it opened my eyes. I said, why do we call a mother or queen mother, right? Yes. It's because of these. She is the queen of the universe. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, now... In the New Testament, we do have that visit of of, of um, Mary to her cousin, right? And I think maybe I didn't bring that little specific passage of what Elizabeth says um, in Luke, right? But it it's goes along the lines, maybe Mark can find it while... Um, actually, it was in today's reading. So, if I actually get my my reading for today, I'm gonna find it. Sorry about that. You know, it's perfect. Luke, Luke here. Here we have. I got it here. Oh. No worries. Sorry about that. It was. I remember because it was the reading today. So, May, so Luke 1, 39 to fifty six. Mary set out and went with haste to For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Yes. And Mary replies, and we'll get to that. But in this episode, like in this little paragraph, I see what Brian Petrie says, you know. Yes. Is she's an older cousin. You respect your old elderly people. Yep. The elderly people doesn't pay respect to you. No. And she's a 14-year-old girl. Just yep. by having her cousin come and greeting her and being this happy, paying that much attention, that shows a reverence to yes. her. Yes. And, right? and
1: not because it's Mary, but because it's Mary is the mother of Jesus. Of the
0: Lord, right? Yes. How is the mother of the Lord? So that's another connotation. She's a queen. Like she yep. she's from a kingdom, right? Yep. The Lord. So Mary replies, beautiful. Oh, oh uh,
1: magnificent. Yes.
0: Yeah. Ma- m- so Mary says, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And it goes on, but that's just showing you the lower point that she's coming from, right? Well, she knows her station. Yes, and but they also that the future generations will call me blessed yeah. because the Lord has exalted ex- her. What the Lord has, yes, yes, oh. not on
1: her own merit, but on what the Lord has done for her. For her, you know, a- as we've been talking here, it, it's been I've been thinking. Okay, the Catholic Church holds Mary so vital to our faith, and I wonder why. This is making me think. This is why motherhood is under so much attack now, is because if you denigrate motherhood never mind women in general, but motherhood specifically, is you denigrate her position. And you can't see the beauty of that. And Mm -hmm. that's why I think our culture is so determined to ruin motherhood. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I'm wrong, but it just just struck me that we are actively making women not want to be mothers. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're not a mother, you can't identify with Mary. And if you don't have a mother, or if your mother is depicted to be some kind of aberration, you're not going to look on your mother with respect like you would yeah. here. Yeah,
0: It's the same with the father figure, right? With God yes. as a father yeah. figure. But, but, but yeah.
1: Yes, but, but I think mothers are more... Fa- I mean, fathers are important. I mean, I'm a father. I, I know how important they are, but I think we hold women in a particular regard because of Mary that they are central to... Well, I mean, uh, obviously, the, the Eucharist is central to our faith, but is we wouldn't have the Eucharist without Mary.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. She was the... The, the Ark of the <coughs> Covenant holding yes. the, the manna from heaven, yeah. basically.
1: Yeah. So right? we, we need to, as a culture, we need to protect that. But the culture is so dependent on, or so bent on destroying motherhood and the concept of motherhood.
0: So one of the other elements uh, that he mentioned on the New Testament was the Re- book of Revelation done by John, right? Yeah. Um, and and it's, it's a very well-known chapter of the crown of the 12 stars. So you see Mary as Israel queen, queen mother, right? Yes. Qu- queen of us. So understanding here, tradition in Christianity, Christianity very important. Yes. So our tradition as Catholics, we recognize Mary as queen mother, right? And this is done by the different fathers of our church, like Dumanesque, you know, uh, Benedict, etc. that they did a lot of research on this. Yep. So they... Mary, we have to understand that we don't worship Mary. We venerate Mary. Yes. And the difference is that us, when we venerate Mary, we do singing, we do lectures, you know, all these things. The rosary. The rosary. But we never do communion for Mary. No. Communion is only for God, Jesus. Yes and that's worshiping for us the communion yes so i can see how christians see our bened- veneration for mary as worshiping yes because christians don't have the bread of the bread of jesus the right process. the bread of life for yeah. them their their assemblies are songs lectures you know they come together and that's it
1: because they can't do the veneration it's of our lord They don't do the worshiping,
0: right? So for them, they see worship as what they do. And we do that for Mary. But it's our queen mother, eh? A, right? And we're not giving the breath on her name. No. No, that's not. So that's uh, something that you really need to understand. And how to defend your faith, too, in the future? Saying, A, wait a second. We don't worship Mary. No. We venerate it. And why? Because worship for us is the bread of life. Yes, Yes, right, and that's,
1: that's, that's another depth to our worship that perhaps is missing in other in other uh, faith traditions.
0: Yeah, so I, I call one one we're taking a little bit longer, but one small thing is that Assumption of Mary, right? Uh, that in with early Christians, it was called the Dormition of Mary before the Assumption uh, the Assumption of Mary. Yep. Because uh, what is believed is that Mary fall into this sla- sleep state and then just came and assumed her into heaven. Yes,
1: and that's the difference from ascension. Is mm-hmm. that Ascension was Jesus did that under his own steam. Yes. Mary was taken up. She yes. was by somebody else. God took her up, not under her own steam. Exactly. Which is why we can't worship her.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the same way.
1: Because she's not God. She's yeah. the queen of the universe. She's not the universe.
0: Ex- and, and this is good to remember. So she's a good interceder for us. Joseph, too, you know, as the father, foster father of, yep. of Jesus. Right. Uh, so some other type of connections that you can find. And uh, maybe this give you curiosity to read further about our Bible. We recommend you the Bible in a year by Father Mike. If yep. you really want to m- know more about ancient Jewish tradition, he does a great job explaining the Old Testament. Yes. I think that's. Uh, the biggest issue for us, we don't read the old testament.
1: Yeah, and we don't we don't understand, we don't no. have the context. Yeah. No.
0: And you need to to understand the New Testament, you need to read the Old Testament for yep. sure. Right? Yep. Uh, anything else you would like to add, Mark?
1: Oh, there's so much, but we so <laughs> we're not right?
0: uh, oh, it's it's just so rich this topic. So I hope you enjoy these. Thank you again for joining us and listening to our long podcast today. <laughs> we hope we brought you a different perspective about Mary some new knowledge, or you learn something new on how to start living a better life with Mary next to you as well. Subscribe and share our podcast if you like it. Make sure you take a minute to rate us, send us your questions, comments, ideas, or suggestions to luminfide.com or reach out via our website, lumenfide.com, for further links to future videos or readings we have discussed. Thank you so much and have an excellent day.
1: Say a rosary.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely, you know.